Dr. Jacinta C.K., and welcome to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. We're airing live every Thursday from 10.30 Pacific Standard Time, 12.30 Central Standard Time, and 1.30 Eastern Standard Time, and again, 1.30 on Eastern Standard Time on Sirius XM, powered by Genius Music. We're going to be bringing you relationship information and strategy from our guests and in our research. Our show will give you a generational perspective and real-world opinions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Estella, and today we're going to have a special guest, Norvis, who is a young, upcoming artist, and he's going to talk about his work and the things he's doing, but we're also going to talk about some of the most successful artists in each decade. Mm. So, as you know, we are, um, unfortunately, losing a lot of them. They have lost a lot of them, but there's still some that are really rocking this, 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 this decade yeah. that we want to bring some tribute to. So we're going to go through this kind of like uh, in a year type of uh, time frame. Mm-hmm. But before that, Jay, how's things going with you? Everything's going good. Over to you. Well, you know, I um, had the opportunity to enjoy another life year of life. Oh, I was going to say another <laughs> life. Tell me more about this. So I have, uh, yeah, it was say? your birthday. It's a celebration of life now. I know. And, um, I, had my mindfulness, I'm the mindfulness professor, and I had um, uh, a quote that says, you know, that wisdom and knowledge comes with age. <laughs> That's so, exactly <laughs> true. So, um, That's an old, although I'm it. only 39, actually 49, I'll tell the truth. Although I'm only 49, <laughs> yeah. wisdom and knowledge is a part of me that I will share with each of you on this show. <laughs> She's been sharing it for, how old are you, Gimbo? 49 years, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had a great time. My daughter really gave me a great, and my children, grandchildren, and we had an awesome time. They had cakes. They were dressed all up. and. And I'm the workaholic I am. I did go to work because I said I'm celebrating this Friday. So if anyone wants to join me for Friday happy hour, let me know. <laughs> yeah, in Orange County, in Orange California. County. Yeah, we're I know. Some fun. I know my friends are calling from all over, but you know what? We'll find a way to text you in or something. But with the technology nowadays, we can just you know shout out to you. That's true. That so, Jay, anything yeah. with you? You know, um, I'm just happy to be finally done with. Um, my doctorate and oh my, my and my writing. So and then um, what else is going on? You know, we're we're just excited. We're doing some great partnerships with um, Strategic Ladies and Living It Healthy and Living It Healthy Hip Hop. Um, we have a lot going on with that. That I'm excited about the changes that we're we're bringing about for people and their health. Yeah, one of the things that Jay and I have embraced is you know when God kind of leads you in this direction and the direction He wants you to go in. But there are a lot of artists that are um, in, we're trying to uh, work with to keep the hip hop community health healthy and uh, work on health things. Um, so we're doing that. Uh, we're we're creating a platform uh, that can engage people into a more healthier lifestyle, and that's going to happen. And hopefully, we'll get that platform set pretty quickly. Right. Um, we're also um, helping a lot of hip hop artists in writing their bios. In, in that, uh, a lot of times that writing might be difficult for some people, and and because we went through a tremendous amount of years writing, right, <laughs> right, we were able to do that. So we're just trying to help out as much as we can, and in every any avenue we can to help, especially some of the younger artists. Um, get out there and get their word out. So as far as um, 
rocking stars. Let's start rocking with, stars. Let's Mom. start with the <laughs> biggest rock pop pop uh, hip hop artists of. Well, actually, I don't know if they had that many in the 1930s. Well, you know what? This, what would be cool is if you name them, and if I really can think of a song that okay. really goes along with these people. Okay, all right. So here, let's start with the, the 1950s. We'll start with Elvis Presley. Okay, I know Elvis Presley songs, but I cannot remember any of them right now. Isn't that funny? And I have some friends that like are obsessed with him. So what is? Oh, I know that was the wait. The reason why I know that is because of Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> What's the name of the one? Oh, don't be cruel. Is that him? Okay, Vinka. Is that him? Really? I hope it is. Because you call it, you can call in and correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm almost sure that's don't be cruel. Here's one of our real favorites, Little Richard. I love Little Richard. Remember we saw him and he like waved to us. He's so cool. We have a friend that actually plays with him. We're gonna tell you the story about Little Richard. And we were at in LA, and we don't know. LA very well we go there but you know we go in and out we just go to where we're supposed to go right we know the places to go but if you give ask for uh, directions we don't are, ask me we go are, to go to uh, black blondes when it comes seriously, to seriously go to map quest <laughs> or use your nappy because i cannot give you directions for the life of so me so we were somewhere at a it wasn't a soul food a popular soul food restaurant you know i can't remember which one it was see like we said we're bad with directions right, so, so we we see this this limo and all of a sudden we the window it's black windows, right? Like a black computer screen, you know, nothing. Right, right. And all of a sudden, the window rolls in slowly, and he and shakes his little fingers, like, so fanciful. He's and so I'm like, funny. oh, my God, Little Richard. We love him. And we have an artist that we know that plays with him. Yes. That's kind of his a son, of us, yeah. a friend of ours. So yeah. it was great to see him and stuff. Okay. Next one is Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Very, very. Twist, right? Oh, yes. Chuck Berry. Oh, see, Chuck. I'm not that bad. Um, Next one was Buddy Holly. I have no idea. Uh, Buddy Holly was big, big, big. And then Ray Charles. Of course, yeah, I love Ray so Charles, So they call these people the king for a reason. They they um, uh, they brought rock and roll in. Um, they were uh, serious uh, in popularity, and um, they had very, a lot of influence on our culture and what we know today. So, like, looking at those stars, 1950s, you, you look at that evolution of how things are beginning to change, just with mm-hmm. from the 1950s to the 1960s. I mean, 1960s, I know there were the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Bob yeah. Dylan, the Beach Boys. Those, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, my gosh, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, 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 even, um, you know, some of the uh, James Brown, all those people were... And I don't know, James Brown may have been in the 50s, but regardless, there were a huge amount of artists during that time. Right. And one of the things that I think um, was so important, that we were going through a whole cultural uh, evolution during that period of time where people were, you know, there was a lot of racial tension. And, right. And there were a lot of uh, discrimination, but some of these people just opened the doors for music being the universal language, which I think is cool. And, and some of them also, you know, stole some stuff. <laughs> it was a, it was a, controversial. It was, yeah. it, was a, it was a time when you know, um, a platform people didn't have control. I mean, they artists were, um, how can I say, um, young artists were being used, um, and some of the music. There's was actually stolen. a new movie coming out about that. And I can't remember if it's it's somebody's story too, and I can't remember whose. This is horrible, you guys. I'm so sorry, but I, I, I think it's um I 
don't know if it was Ray Charles' story. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 a story in regards to this that they made a lot of music and people kept stealing it. Yeah. And and, and sadly it was, you know, back then it was a lot of racism and, and things going on racially, so it was a lot of African American music that was being stolen and redistributed by oh, yeah. a, a different descent of people. And at the time uh there was a period of time when people couldn't play their music and they had to have other artists represent because it wasn't being played on mainstream. So, um, anyway, thank God we are where we are now. Um, but intellectual property right to be protected. And that's the thing. I think that's the best thing. It's sad that you have to make all those rules, but it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's good that those rules came about. You wonder why people have to go through so much paperwork Mm -hmm. and protection, but not everybody can be, um, is fair. And, and, you know, I think too, as an artist, you know, I know what I've contributed when I do write music or, or things of that sort. But when you have, you know, when you're creating music together, sometimes people forget what they've created and, and start blending. Hey, I did that. I did that. So by having these paperwork or this paperwork in place, it always helps. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it's just amazing. So when we go talk about the 70s, which was one of my favorite time, I think this is where the evolution really <coughs> was huge. We had people like uh, Led Zeppelin, Eagles, Fleetwood Mac, Elton John, Pink Floyd. Mm. We had Pink Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. We had Stevie Wonder, Aretha Marvin Franklin, Gaye, Al Green. James Brown was 1933 to that. Oh, wait, that's when he was living. Um, James Brown, Michael Jackson. You know, we had Smokey Robinson, Chuck. I know, you guys had a lot. You oh, know, and, my God. and the funny thing about that is that that music still is so amazing. Like, my daughter still loves some of the stuff that well, am I allowed to say when you grew up? No. But she likes oh, some of that. Was, I know, I was, this was way before you were born. I was, 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 was six, uh, what do you know? 60, 60, 65. I'm sorry, she doesn't know when she's born, you guys. Yeah, I don't. But no, honestly, like some of that music, like Earth, Wind, and Fire and things of that oh, sort, I mean, I still okay. dig that, and it was way before me. Okay, so Chuka Khan, the other day I saw her. Chuka, and I was looking up, I, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm a bohemian hippie. But there was actually an outfit that she had on that I wish right now we had a video to show it to you guys. It was the most beautiful, hippie, bohemian outfit. And, you know, she wore it well. Right, Awesome. Right. Isaac Hayes. Love him. Love him in South Park. I know. Wait, I know you're going to say that. You guys. I love South Park. No, I mean, well, Park. I know it's very controversial, so. Oh, well, so, I'm sorry, but. But it was, he's, it was good. But Isaac was my man. Curtis Mayfield. Oh, God. He wrote oh, everything. Oh, my gosh. I love that one song oh, that yeah. I was showing you recently. Black Exploitation Films, Superfly, but I still love him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an amazing artist. I mean, we just had so many. Bill Withers, Bobby Womack. I, I just I just, it just, the list goes on and on. Um, but anyway, t- Tina Turner, I just can't even go but on. But you know, with all this said, there's been so many great artists in the past. And um, it's just amazing how things are evolving. And there's still great artists, but I do feel that the way music has changed, not to discredit some of my era and, and my generation, but music is not the same as what it was. And it, there's so, you know, the, um, I, I hope that we could bring some of that back. Right. You so, know. So let's do that. What, what, you know, let's I think Narvis will be able to talk about what the evolution of music, and um, hopefully we can uh, get him to uh, uh, talk about his experience in this time. Yes. So hold on. Um, we're going to take a take to take it take you guys to a quick break. Stay tuned. We have that special guest we were telling you about, Narvis. And you won't want to miss him. Remember that you can always join the conversation at any time by calling 310 
3-1-0-9-2-8-7-7-3-3. Again, that's 3-1-0-9-2-8-7-7-3-3. We'll be back in a moment. And I'm Dr. Estella. And we're the Strategic Ladies. We specialize in relationships. And our radio show will bring you controversy, real world, and fun information. We also have live interviews from various guests from different walks of life who are experts in their fields. And who better to give relationship advice than a mother and daughter duel. Additionally, you'll hear research from the mindful professor, Dr. Estella. And a prophetic word given to you by Jacinta C.K. Make sure to listen to us every Thursday live at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 12.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To find out more about us, go to our website at www.strategicladies.com. 
Or you can email us at write the number two at strategicladies.com. Talk to you later and see you at our show. Bye. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. I uh, welcome you to call in and join the conversation at 310-928-7733. Again, that's 310-928-7733. At the top of the hour, we were talking about the greatest rock and pop and hip-hop stars from the 1950s to today, and we have the opportunity to bring you in a recent star, uh, a hip-hop artist. Uh, His name is uh, Narvis Jr., and um, I'll start Mm -hmm. by... Jay, introduce Nervous to you. Well, hi, everybody. You know, Nervous has an amazing bio. A little bit about him. He, he's um, from Dallas, Texas, and he's currently living in Nevada. Um, Nervous has released 12 projects and has been featured on mo- multiple online publications, including Fader U.S., Brownswood U.K., Pigeons and Plains U.S., and Wax, Wax Poetics U.S. Um, he's currently focused on bringing dynamic and unique experiences to everyone worldwide. Um, Narvis, how are you doing today? Mm-hmm. I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Um, just, um, how y'all doing? Good. We're doing great, Narvis. So we went through a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit. Now, I had an opportunity to meet Narvis, just so you all know the listeners, at um, the Sundance Festival. Awesome. And I met mm-hmm. She she went without me, nervous. So how was it? How was the festival? <laughs> I, I was a little upset that I didn't get to go. <laughs> it's cool though. I mean, it was cold. I know. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm glad I did miss oh the cold God. weather. It was cold, but it was nice, mm-hmm. right? You guys, mm-hmm. that, it was nice. You had the stage. What they was, had heaters. What was that place you performed? Center stage, or what is it? Main stage or something? Um, I play, no, I played at the, um, what was it? Uh, base camp. It's Sundance Base, base camp. camp. Yeah. Nice. Base, yeah. That's where I played at. Um, it was excellent. It was the first time they had had a, a music, an official music um, stage for Sundance sponsorship. Uh-huh. They also have like a BMI uh, stage and they also have an ASCAP stage. Okay. And so I played previously background with my brother, uh, Terrence, et cetera. I played like, keys and same background for his band when they played in 2012 at the Sundance stage, actually. Oh. So I mean, it's the ASCAT stage. I'm sorry. Okay. So how did you get that gig? Mm-hmm. Did you just kind of, is that, that, that's not easy to get on if you're the first one there. I mean. I know. Props to you, man. Listen, that's right. Yeah, it was excellent. Uh, it was a lot of great people playing the stage that year. I mean, it was an honor to be there. It was definitely an honor. Um, I, my brother had also directed a film that uh, that was featuring my music and it's kind of like about me to an extent, but also about a lot of other things. And um, that film was, it was playing at Sundance this year. It's also, it was audio line though. Uh, just like in a way, they were just presenting it. And uh, I just decided to, you know, go drive up with my dad. I had just gotten married like a week before. Oh, and I got some shows and some parties. Thank you. Um, so I got some shows and some parties and I just kept emailing the people at Sundance. And the day before the show, they're like, if you want to play this show, we have nobody at this time. I was like, yeah, it's great. So, <laughs> well, you amazing. I just, my girlfriend and I had, con- had connected in a while, and we, I decided, the, I decided the last minute, she has a home there to, to come and, and go. And mm-hmm. we got to see some films. So tell me a little bit nervous about that film that you're in that your brother's doing. I didn't know that mm-hmm. part of your, your journey. 
Yeah, it's called Swimming in Your Skin Again. Um, and that line is actually, it's like the first line of a song that I had written on one of my EPs that came out in 2013 called Coming Down. There's a song called Early Junior, and it's just about a lot of what I was dealing with at that time um, that I had worked on with a few friends of mine, Chris Wise and Rolando Bill Brown. They both helped me write that song. And um, I guess that song just like, I was just like a song that I was worked on for a long time, and he just really was into that song. And when he heard it, he was like, you know, we're going to make something for this. I don't know what it's going to be. And I sent him, he's like, what do you have an idea for? And I sent him, like, a two-sentence email. And then, like, within, like, about a year after that, he flew me down to Miami and we recorded, uh, made the short film. It was a lot of footage, uh, and a lot of it got lost, actually. But oh. um, <laughs> it, was, it was cool, though. What we made was, well, what he made was excellent. Uh, and it's in, uh, it was premiered on Nowness, nowness.com. Um, this is a British, like, video art website, like, gallery place. I don't know. They're amazing. Um, <laughs> and so and it originally premiered at Rotterdam, um, and it was produced by Borscht, which is also does their own uh, film uh, festival in Miami. So, like, played at Borscht, and then the first completed version premiered at Rotterdam. Um, I don't know if it was a competition or not, but it played and it didn't necessarily go. I mean, it went well, it got good reviews, and then by the time that it was prepared to go, um, to be completed, he was like, you know what, he's crazy, Sundance wants to exhibit it. Um, so that was excellent. And then I was like, well, I should go and try and get some shows. So, <laughs> tell the title of the film again. Swimming in Your Skin Again. I love that. Swimming in Your Skin Again. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and and next time, um, we'll have to play that track and see how the song... Mm-hmm. So what was the inspiration behind that? Um, I was, I basically just had a, a breakup and I did, was like trying to figure out what was going on in life. Um, to be honest, that's really what it was. But more closely, it was a situation where I was confused about what was going on and uh, just like the confusion state of like, is this over? Is this not over? What's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And your brother picked it up, and now you and now uh, your brother wrote you wrote the song, and he did the film, and you're happily married. Mm-hmm. A a good story. You know mm-hmm. what's about that too, Norris, is that um, how you know you guys are doing a, a family thing. You know, I, I love that you mm-hmm. supportive of one another, and it's similar to our situation. You know, Doctor Stella here is my mm-hmm. mom, and I I love to mm-hmm. see families can can work together to reach a common goal and support one another. So that's mm-hmm. a that's a cool mm-hmm. thing going on with y'all. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, he's definitely one of my favorite artists and inspires me a lot. So it's, it it makes me feel very um, not that I'm necessarily like looking for like validation in family, but it's just something that's very like uplifting when you know that what you're doing on your own. Your your family, in turn, like your brothers, your mother, your sister, your other, you know, they support you. Right. And not just say, like, yeah, like what you're doing, but they're actively engaging in your artistic process and pushing you to do more. Like, I'm making an album with my another brother of mine, actually, right now, too. Oh, um, neat. So you and we'll be working with my sister sometime, too. Yeah. So you know what was funny about when I talked to you, Norbert? You were saying that you were doing an album. And, I mean, that terminology 
for a while was like uh people were liking me like it's a cd a dvd or I mean, an ep like, you know EP. like there's so many different mm-hmm. technologies now, now. we're going back to albums tell me a little bit about that because i thought you said that you were going to be doing more that type of uh release your media that way versus other ways mm-hmm. yeah um well, because like I, I'm a big, I'm a stickler for semantics. At some in some areas, sometimes it's the worst situation for me, but at other times, like it helps me see things very clearly. Mm-hmm. And as much as that, like an album is, it's a complete idea. You know what I'm saying? And technically, it's an LP is a 42 minute experience, um, and that can be uh, or, or longer. But I think that can be like thought of as a way to, like to bring people. Like, well thought out ideas as opposed to, like, uh, let me put out this song and see how that does to then introduce something, like uh, an experience of songs. But as opposed to, like, um, I'm working on putting out, like, an album at a time that's, like, a complete thought. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, so that it, it's a dialogue with um, what I'm feeling, but also to see how people will be uh, able to like, understand what I'm saying. Because I, I know a lot of my music is. Uh, it has like whispery tones, and so I think if it's if if it's a complete experience, then um, so it's not all going to be like that. And so, in order to like really uh, go into where I'm searching, well, you uh, don't think the albums they do two things. I, I like your concept mm-hmm. of complete experience, but they also seem to bring artwork into it. So you're really able to see mm-hmm. the art and have like a, an image that lasts forever. I love that. You know, Mm -hmm. I guess because I, I too, write music, I I find that it is, when you do, when you think of how you're thinking, I I like the way that you put that. It's like a complete thought. It's bringing somebody through Mm -hmm. a complete storyline so they can experience what you're thinking during the course of that album. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So how did you get involved in the music industry? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, Well, so, like, when I was uh, growing up in my parents had someone watch me often it was my dad's brothers and so my uncles are both musicians they uh one has led a top 40s band for much of his life and the other has been like an md or played in top 40s bands around dallas for much of his life and they both make original compositions and are amazing my uncle brent my uncle Lenny. um so i was around them uh, i was around my uncles from like you know age two like they were the ones watching me like most of the day and as a result, like, I was, you know, like, grew up being a roadie for them, learning. Um, they were the first people I knew to have, like, a home studio, you know. So, like, they had a garage studio, and I would just sit around and watch them. And they would then eventually teach me how to use the software and, like, tell me what the different situation on the mixing board was. And uh, I went to a performing arts high school for, uh, for vocals. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was just more of a musician. I was trying to be, like, a, a sax or a drummer, a sax player or a drummer, and that did not. I mean, it, it was pretty cool, but it, it didn't like work out, you know. <laughs> and um, yeah, so like I, uh, but I always wanted to like make songs, and um, that I, I was always trying to find a way to get to that. But that had like certain like blocks discouraging me from making songs. Like even like when I was in like performing arts high school, certain teachers would be like, "Nah, you should just stick to like singing or something," because like you can't like make a song. It was like, ah, this sucks. Uh, so I was just like you know always trying to figure out how to make songs um, and then when I took a step away from it um, like being within like music training um, I started focusing on film and like photography because my father 
is a, um, a photographer and he is a, a news videographer for a local a news affiliate in Dallas. Okay. So he was teaching me a lot of stuff about that, but he's also like a music buff. Like he has a million CDs and had a ton of vinyl, uh, just always playing music around the house all this. And so he was definitely encouraged all of us to be musicians, you know. Like, I want my kids to be able to play some music, some music and be dope at it. Um, but then, like, uh, as I just, like, started to get into, like, music that I liked on, online, I started to put together shows at some of my jobs and on my own. And, and as a result of me just, like, putting together shows and getting to meet people and realizing it's just a matter of applying yourself. Right. Uh, and saying what it is that you want, then you can be the artist that you already are. Um, and so that was, that's kind of how, like, I, like, reasserted myself into it, just was through, like, a a organic like realization this is what I want to be doing I don't need necessarily other people to say you're doing this or not you know so that was that was cool the uh, nice I think a large part of that also oh, go ahead. oh I'm sorry to interrupt you but the nice part about this is it sounds that you've had like a lot of family support and and cultivating mm-hmm. the, the the path for you in the sense of not necessarily giving you necessarily a handout but they've taught you the ways mm-hmm. that you could be successful in your approach what kind what type of genre would you consider your um music uh i mean i call it space gospel interesting um just because like it's on some really like semantic version of it too because like technically the earth is in space so we are in space okay gospel is true so it's just like it's just my life you know what i'm saying it's just like my my will and testament it's nothing like grand more or less, either. but it's it's a very regular, it's a translation of my truth, what I'm experiencing. Well, to me, it's um, very grand, because I've never heard of that genre, and it's and it's actually intriguing. Now, tell me a little bit about space gospel, in the, in the sense of how, like, you know, where it would fit in. I mean, I know that it's hard as an artist, in my opinion, to try to put yourself into a box, and I, and I feel that a lot of, um, major labels try to get people to do that. So I understand trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, not associate yourself in a particular genre. So tell me a little bit about the space gospel genre. Like what would, would that be in the sense of a sound? Um, In terms of a sound, I think it's anything that's honest. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a continuation of folk music tradition. And um, in, in that way, it is black music, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, folk music is black music, blues is black music, jazz is black music, gospel is black music, um, hip-hop is black music, house is black music, footwork is black music. Space gospel is black music, and that is derivative of all those things. But um, the hope is that it's an understanding that it's it'll hope, it'll guide to a cultural exchange as opposed to appropriation. Um, I don't know what that means necessarily, um, I love it. I yeah, mean, you like know, I tangibly what that this. turns into, but but I think I think there's been a, a a continuation for a lot of black music to be appropriated, and hopefully, I want for something to be of an exchange. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I love that. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, that. I want to create space gospel music now, just oh. because I I, <laughs> no, I I love the I love the terminology. Well, Honestly, like, I it's I, like I think creating, you're you're, you're the space is there. You're crazy. I mean, I could really go with this. The I could go with gospel. it too. I mean, everybody can make it. I mean, if you make a song on GarageBand for called Space Gospel, it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's to say it's not? Especially right. if it's if it's the truth. Then there's nobody that can tell you it's not your truth. If you're saying it's the truth, if you 
if you said it. If, if it. if it's something else, there are times when I make other things. Like, the album I'm making with my brother is a disco record. It may also be a space gospel record, depending on how much of ourselves we put into it. But right. in theory, it's a disco record. You know what I'm saying? What about the right now? You know what I'm saying? There's a musical component to that, okay? There's the instruments, but how about the lyrics? That probably actually really influences the gospel portion of it. Would you say? Yeah, mm-hmm. would you say it's gospel in terms of relating to religion, or is it just gospel and truth? It's just gospel and truth, because it's like I'd be going through some real shit, and people, I don't think people understand, like like at times so it's like I like I tell them like I have conversations with people and there are a lot of open receptive people I feel that you are very open receptive people and I can and there are some people want to speak to that they get it you know what I'm saying they fully get it but there are some people they need to be um they need to they need for a melody behind it I guess to for to understand how real it is right mm-hmm. and and like you said i think that thank you i appreciate you understanding we're very open to different types and i think it's because we're creative in mind too but you're right mm-hmm. some people would need necessarily a, a understanding and, and be fearful just because of the terminology of gospel that they would put it into a mm-hmm. different type of category and you know another thing too is yeah. i think go ahead nervous i was gonna go ahead. no go ahead I, I was just gonna say yeah yeah you know i was saying i was thinking that you know, one of the things about music is it is about experiences and you you, you and mm-hmm. how you convey those experiences. And those experiences are not only in how you write the song, but also how you write the lyrics. And all of that is about mm-hmm. in our journey. And we were just talking, you know, this show has really evolved into a lot having a lot of musical talent in and people that are trying mm-hmm. to get the culture of what is happening in music back in. And it sounds like the space gospel uh, sound is actually doing that, bringing the culture and yeah, bringing culture back in. Back in. I, and, and also truth. I think that there does there there do, there is a need to have truth back into a lot of music because I think that sometimes we've gotten so commercialized that we forget the the truth behind it. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. I mean, but we've become, I don't know we have, but. So I'm I'm at a place right now in terms of for myself where I'm wondering at a tipping point and understanding. Um we live in a commercial culture though. So I think it's 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 odd because yes, a lot of what we consume is commercial, but we live in a capitalistic commercial culture. So now even like a successful truthful artist or who we believe are truthful artists have to become a, a commodified version of themselves. Correct. Um, in order to sell music, so it's, market. In order to sell, not necessarily music, but an experience that is profitable to their living. You know what I'm saying? Agree. Because like they're not all. Everybody's not selling music. They're speaking, music, but they're all using music as the message. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've just been wondering about what that is, and maybe if maybe changing to the commercials. I don't know. That's I don't because I I say it's, it's the same commercial and maybe that's a big problem. Right. One, but two, I don't know. But yeah, there is definitely that because like I'm realizing now like, there's like some pop songs I like. You know, I like a few Drake songs. I like a few Beyonce songs. I like yeah, a, I can't a few lie. Uh, yeah. Kanye songs. And it's like weird when you find out three years later that oh that Kanye didn't write that song on graduate on uh, on the college dropout. So then that completely changes my contextualization of who he is. It makes me wonder who who is this person then? Right. You know what I'm saying? I like the concept. And of college dropout. I love that. Yeah. 
And you know what? You, you you think like I do in the sense of that, that, you know, you fill a song and you're like, oh, wow, they were really deep. But when you find out that they had no writing behind it, then you're like, gosh, how does, who is this writer? You know, wanting to discover who the person was behind that thought. Um, but on mm-hmm. the flip of that, do you guys think that I may not have had the the idea of writing the song, but I chose that song to sing because I felt it. That that could be a good thing as well. I mean, I fully believe that's real, and that people definitely do that. Yes. Um, I think it's just interesting, though. What um, it's just interesting where that where that puts you in terms of like being very specific in the messages that you put out. You know what I'm saying? Because it's been like that in terms of like all of history. That's what history is. It's a collection of writing. It's not one right. person writing it ever. You know, there's right. a whole bunch of editors on all those books right. Um, right. that we that may or may not be named. You know, and so right. it's it's interesting. I don't know. It's just a very interesting place right now where I'm at in terms of my understanding within it and how you know I need to uh, allow for things to be uh, prosperous for like for everybody because I think uh, I'm very happy with where I'm at, but. I, I I won't feel satisfied until you know everybody is uh, understands that they have that power with where they're at. So what so what artists would you attribute your influence? Like who are some influential artists in your um, in your life and your have, have inspired you musically? Um, man, so many. Um, I would say uh, Flying Lotus, Iman Omari, uh, Thundercat. Um, like uh, Parliament, Funkadelic, okay. uh, Kirk Franklin, uh, John T. Key, uh, <laughs> like uh, what's his name, Fred Hammond, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, Videtsky, Martin and Wood, uh, Nina Simone, um, okay. Tweet, uh, Timbaland, yeah, um, just a bunch of people. This is the bunch of like, I don't know, Bootsy Collins. Uh, Prince, uh, uh, James Brown, Young Thug, Chance. I like a lot it's, of Young Thug. It's, it's I like amazing a lot of how that, that's such a different variety, diverse. diversity of people. I love it. It's mm-hmm. you know, and that's and that's why as an artist, it's hard, in my opinion, to be specified into one genre because there's so many influences behind what makes you create. Don't yeah. you guys agree? Yeah, and I and I. And mm-hmm. I I love your whole concept, uh, you know, I'll say this again about the same commercial. We may be hearing the same commercial. We like that commercial, but we have to see where we kind of fit in with that commercial and what we do. In- yeah, I think we've been force fed to like that commercial, though. That's just, like Because if you see something so much time, like the human the human reality experience really is, if you see something so much, so you're not, you like it, you know, quotations and that you accept it, you know it's there. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So like we've been trained to like like a lot of things, and I don't know that we necessarily like it in, in, internally. That's the whole another question. Exactly. <laughs> so, what would advice would you give a, a young artist? I mean, I know you're doing some things, and we'll talk about a little bit of where you envision yourself going in the future. But what advice would you give a young artist out there today? Someone that you would mentor? Um, I don't know. I guess I would say ask a lot of questions um, and find a, some friends to talk to that are honest and open that will talk to you. Um, 
and that love you yourself as much as that, like, that love you as much as you love yourself. Like, find, like, a good group of, like, and people, you know, and just, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, wherever it happens, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, don't, uh, I think that's really the most important thing. Because everything will work itself out from there, you know what I'm saying? Because things keep changing. And as long as you can understand how to, like, love yourself and love other people and, like, dialogue and experience it in a way that's fulfilling, you'll be able to continue and you'll end up on your feet and do something awesome. And, you know, everything's, you know, in perspective, but that's the most important thing, just, like, understanding how to, like, continue on. So, you know, what... What is on the horizon for you now? Um, what's on the horizon for me now? Uh, I don't know. Everything, nothing. I'm working on a bunch of stuff. I'm more, Okay, so what I'm working on now, I'm working on an instrumental uh, uh, album that's uh, basically like a no-sample situation. It's the first time I've ever done a completely no-sample tape. Just like trying to push myself. It's called No Machine There's Nothing. Um, I'm working on this, like, one other... It's like a tribute album slash, like, a joke I just came up with. But it's, like, turning into something that's pretty fun. And it's, like, a tribute to, like, Dilla, Rashad, and Frankie Knuckles. And also, like, James Blake. And it's called Black James Blake. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on uh, a disco record with my brother. It's uh, it's it's a really crazy situation, but I'm working on that. I don't even know what that's going to be done, but I'm working on that. It's called Spirit Children. I'm working on um, I'm working on some songs from my brother's album. They're just like some really complex songs, so like pushing me, just like really understand music in a different way. But that's for uh, Terrence, etc. That's that's his uh, project. I'm working on some for that. Okay. Um, and I'm working on a few other. Um, oh yeah, also I do sell productions. I sell beats, and I've been happy and honored to be finally selling beats in my life. It's crazy. And so I'm about to put out uh, another collection of beats for sale called Neon Chairs, but also there you can download them for free. And so like, the last one's called Hamza's Hands. It's out. I'll put that out in January. I think it's like 18 tracks. Uh, I think on one track because I messed up the file on that, so I have that one. But other than that, it's like you can download it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a bunch of beats. Yeah, and so that's, uh, I'm putting the next one. Uh, it's going to be probably another 18, 18 or 20 tracks. And that was called Neon Chairs. Um, and then I'm working on a remix EP. I don't know what that's called yet, but it's going to be like a like a remixy uh, EP. Okay. So yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, we got we've got someone that wants to come in and have a comment. It has a comment. We have a, a caller. <laughs> uh, greetings, everyone. Oh, hey, Jamal. Hey, hey, Fantastic. Uh, this is kind of going back to a comment that was uh, made earlier in the program. I think, Estella, you had made the comment that music just sounds very different today than it did maybe 30, 40, and even, well, even 50, 60 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. My theory is, now I am 50 plus, and I've heard a lot of music from a lot of different generations, and my experience with music and musicians has been where musicians up until probably 25 years ago actually played real musical instruments of some sort. 
Today's musicians are at home using software. They're using, you know, a lot of, you know, as a matter of fact, not only are they using software primarily to even mix their music uh, and even to create the sounds, which is different than playing a musical instrument, many of them have never heard real music. Um, we're listening to digitized sounds. The sound is flat. If you've listened to music over the past 50 to 60 years, you will hear a difference. But if you have never heard it, then you're going to only reflect and imitate what you are familiar with. CDs, MP3s, digital music, digital sound is flat. It's a big difference between vinyl, reproduction, and CD. It's a difference between someone that is mimicking a sound that can, that, as opposed to one that can actually sing a sound. And I'm not even going to get into rap. That's a whole different issue to me um, because it takes, in, it takes in a whole lot of things that are real and are fake. But that's a whole other subject. But in terms of just listening to music, listening to artists, hearing what they're producing today, it's very different. Last point. Uh, in one of Prince's most uh, recent interviews, uh, I think he was asked about what he thought about Beyonce. And he said that he was <laughs> kind of surprised that she knew scales. That says a lot, if you really understand what he's saying underneath that. That says a lot. So that's my point, my two cents. I know some will agree, some will disagree, but it is what it is. I love it. Thank you. So Peace. To that point, what, so Norris, what, what do you think about that? Because you actually are going to the vinyl, the use of vinyl, which, which speaks yeah, to I mean, that. So comment on that. Thank you, Brother Jamal. Yeah, thank you, Brother Jamal. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, Jamal. I appreciate that. That's real, though. Um, that's actually, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, I mean, in terms of like having the way, uh, under, I, I do, I mean, I make myself on software. A lot of the homies make their stuff on software. Uh, but also, there's a generation of people now definitely are using things to direct analog samplers and uh, like tape decks and, and vinyl to like MVC direct. That, which is still analog. In theory, I think there's definitely a generation of people like that around, and also generation that those types of people coming back around. Um, but at the same time, they're depending on their understanding of where the music is originally. If they had heard it all digital, if they had heard it all um, like final release, that does change a lot of the way that goes. And so, um, I think fortunately for myself, I definitely came up in a in a, in a place where there was. Um, analog sound around me and that has informed a portion of like what it is that I hear. But beyond that though, I think it's odd in that you can like, when, like, when you're listening to the radio now, they even tune certain things to amplify. It has to, they had to change like a certain, the equipment in like the, like the clear channel uh, areas, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of this music now is made digitally to like play something that they now play on the radio. And so, like, if you, like, listen to the music in your car and your radio on certain stations where it's, like, all oh, certain pop stars, it sounds, like, weird to me as opposed to, like, when you put it on, like, it's an oldie, like, an oldie, like, oldie station. Like, we have a station out here, 88.1. It's a, it's a local station. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, a certain hour, like, if I, I go pick up my wife from work, like, mm -hmm. if there's a day where I get I, I have the car, then they're, like, play, they have, like, an all-funk, like, like, show. And it's, like, you can tell there's a DJ in there playing records. Right. And, like, I'll listen to that show, and that sounds very different than when I, like, flip over to, like, the pop station. 
yeah. And it's like, it's an odd thing. And I think it's going to be really interesting, let's say, like, 200 years from now, when an analog instrument is either such a novelty, depending on what happens, that, that it's like now it's beyond anybody's like capability, capability of like purchasing, or it becomes like a situation where I think we might go all back to analog because there's a certain like yeah. uprising of analog and, and musicians, but it's a lot of like garage type, uh, garage fun stuff going on right now. You like, know? So, like game fun, like- I think. The garage bands that we play with, uh, what's it, with Jay, we do the garage playing at home? Oh, iTunes. Yeah, I mean, it's like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> have fun with our garage yeah. doing it. <laughs> but they do it. But before, we only have about six minutes, Norbert. But I wanted to make sure that hey, how to get in touch with you, find you, your music. I really enjoyed the set I heard at Sundance. And I want to be able to keep up with you and find you again. Mm-hmm. So tell us where we can find you, your your website, all of this good information. Uh, yeah, um, so you can find me online at NorvisJr.com. That's N-O-R-V-I-S Junior, J-U-N-I-O-R.com. And from there, I have like my band camp up there, my SoundCloud, um, my Twitter, my Facebook, all that stuff. It's all up there. Um I'm, like, currently taking a fast from social media, but if you hit me up on any of that, like, I get the email, and it's like, I can get back to you. You know what I'm saying? Perfect. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much for being on our yes, show. Yes, thank you so and much. We'll have- yeah, I appreciate okay. y'all very much for asking me. This is excellent. Very well, and there'll be a podcast that follows. Everyone will be able to hear more about him and, and keep in touch. Oh, awesome. with we'll love to have you back on the show. Yes, we'd love to have you back. All right, thank you. Thank I you. Bye. And congratulations. All right, have a good one. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. So interesting, interesting show as usual. It's it's great to see hear insights from Brother Jamal on the current state of the sound of music, which is important. Yeah, you know what? Uh, and I know that you know Jamal was saying how his age and everything, and it's funny how even in my generation. We feel we attribute the same, believe the same as he does. Is the the change how why the change has evolved to what it is? Interesting. I don't. I can't relate to that age thing. I can relate to you know. whatever, girl. <laughs> whatever. We all know the truth. We. Know. Oh, I can't. I just don't understand that. You know, I do understand the sound, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the callers are going ha 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 ha. Ooh, yeah, like her daughter is. <laughs> but you know. Um, I really appreciate um, Narvis. I, I think that, you know, he, he's a very deep individual, and I, I love to give people's opinions and thoughts about where the music's gone and where where it is today. Yeah, and I think that his takeaways from being an album, he, he's an awesome guy, and he's he's bringing it back to the basics. So, um, so let's, uh, Jay, we have about a couple of minutes before the show ends. I wanted to give you uh, the have us have you give us a word of the day yes. and talk about uh, the motivation that people should have moving forward. Well, you know, today mine is not just a word, but it's a thought in the sense of and and, and <laughs> because of all that we've talked about today and how nervous was saying that you know in the past he thought that he would just it would come to him, but he was talking about how you have to go after your dream. So for me, I feel that the word should be ask. Or sorry, the thought should be ask, seek, and knock. I love that. You know, you know, if you ask for things and you seek it and you knock at those doors, you know, those things will come. And and it's a spiritual saying as well. I was just hit putting a thumbs up because that is so right on. 
to what we should be doing, asking for that opportunity, seeking it, asking the higher being for that opportunity, right. seeking it, and then knock. Because if you don't knock, you can't be heard, right? If, well, it's the thing. If I, don't, if I stand at your door all day and hoping you answer the door, I ain't nobody's going to answer the door. You got to knock at the door to get answered. It's like those people that um, lie about their age. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. Lord but, Jesus. You know what? It's like the people that sit and wait on a lottery ticket but don't make the effort to get a job. Well, the, the, I mean, well, yeah. come on. It's, well, but you're right. Is, so take those. <laughs> well, the thing is, is you, know, I, I, you know, sometimes God does bless people with things, but not everybody's going to get the same blessing, and he gives you what you were supposed to have. So I feel like if you really want something, you have to go after it. And and if you don't speak that to that, to for us, God, if you don't speak to the higher person, and ask for those things, you know, he won't know what you want. There's a lot of people that are asking. It's like putting it out in the universe, but also acting on it. Correct. Come on, you guys. Act you on your thoughts. You can't just say it. You've got to speak it, believe it, and so do it. So you guys, today, you know, meditate on that. You know, ask, seek, knock. Meditate on it. Let those words come in and out of your mind. Take time, you know, five to ten minutes today just to sit aside for yourself and, and focus on what your purpose is, where you want to go, you know, and ask for your 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 things to be answered. Yep. All right. So with that, we'd like to thank you for joining our show today. Take those words of wisdom from Jay, use it. And make sure that you can find out more about us on www.strategicladies.com. Or you can also write us at write the number two at strategicladies.com. Again, that's write the number two at strategicladies.com. Thank you so much for joining, and thank you, Norris, for being on. Yes, and Brother Jamal. Have a wonderful week, you guys. Blessings.